Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneur network.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. This is Women in Leadership Podcast, featuring success insights from women around the globe. Now, over to your host, Anne Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of Women in Leadership Podcast. This is episode 102, brought to you by Podcasting with Purpose, helping you to stand out, be heard, become that influential voice in your industry with a podcast. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross, the Podcasting Queen. And now my guest today says, there is no shame in telling the truth. But ironically, she thinks that shame is the reason many people don't. And joining me on today's show is Tina Alexis Allen. Tina is an actress, she's a producer, a scriptwriter, and a playwright. Uh, she is also a cast member of the TV series Outsiders, WGN America, and she co-starred in feature films such as Moving Mountains in 2014 and Tom's Dilemma in 2016, as well as the web series Looking for Kathleen. She is also the co-founder of Gina Raffaella Jewelry's Mission Driven No More Violence Collection. My goodness, what an honor it is to speak with you today. And also she has a book, Hiding Out, a memoir of drugs, deception and double lies by HarperCollins. Uh, and that's just come out in paperback and has been called Can't Put It Down, kind of a read by the Washington Post. <laughs> now on today's show, Tina is going to share that risk is reward. She's going to talk about hiding and silence is the antithesis of freedom, absolutely, as well as transparency and living out loud allows one to play full out and with velocity. Welcome to the show. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much. I'm thrilled to be here and excited. Australia. Ah, yeah, wow. Absolutely. And all over the world, I'm sure. But yeah, very exciting. Actually, HarperCollins Australia uh, has published my book. So it's not only in the States, but HarperCollins AU. So I guess it's Amazon AU, right? Yes. That's what you call it. Yeah. yeah, it is. It is. And it's such an honor. You know, as I was reading through your introduction, there's so many experiences and involvements that you have had. Um, if you were to give an umbrella overview of, um, you know, your experiences, but really I love to find out the why, what drives you to, um, you know, go out for your dreams and, and take action. Because so many women have dreams of becoming involved in certain things that you have done, but never quite take the action because of fear of failure, because of, you know, that internal critic. So mm -hmm. what, what, who is Tina? Share with us and, and what drives her. You know, I think so much comes from my childhood, uh, growing up the youngest of 13 kids, um, obviously already forced to be a fighter <laughs> in a way, you know, just to elbow your way to the front of the line to get food and take mm -hmm. up space in the house and be heard. So I think that's sort of built in from the childhood. But on top of that, I think growing up 
in the midst of so many secrets, um, which you know you can read more about in my book, but it, it was a very secretive household um, and on the outside really looked picture perfect. So I think in a way, the need for transparency and the need to live out loud first comes from that for me. Mm. Um, I think I, you know, being an athlete uh, has given me a kind of drive. I, I, I encourage you know, any mom to encourage their young girls to get out there and play any sport, because I think that sort of release is really important, like the physical release, the verbal release. Um, I still play every Friday night full court basketball and, you know, shout till my heart's content, because I know that as women, we're good girls, typically, mm -hmm. what we're taught to be. Yeah. So I think all of those sort of early childhood things have led me to be someone who insists on truth-telling, yes. kind of a truth slayer, if you will, even at the risk of um, ruffling feathers, which mm -hmm. I'm sure I've done some of that with my book, uh, certainly with my, some of my 12 siblings. You know, I think when I hear, or not I think, when I hear people often give reasons why they're not able to do something or uh, why they're at a situation you know often we can look for reasons why but i love the way that you've said there was this inner resilience there was this drive this tenacity this getting back up do you think when you look at um you know what's going on today and women in general whether they're leading their own business or whether they're leading or looking to become a leader within the workplace or even just of their own life and career what would you say, having gone through your experience and hearing some of those conversations that I'm sure you're part of and, and listening and observing, that you would just love to go up to them and say something to them to speak into that? Because as I said earlier, there's so many women that believe that they are um, not so much a product of their circumstances, but they can't do anything else because that's all they know. What would you say to them? I would say to ask yourself every single morning, what is it that I want to do? Mm. If I wasn't afraid, what would I do? And I think that's a good place to start because I think you want to get out of what's possible. Mm -hmm. So many women, so many human beings, men included, obviously, um, we come from a place of what's secure and what's going to help us survive, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's just a human nature kind of thing. But mm -hmm. that's not where it has to stop. In other words, that should just be the beginning. That's the, that's the wake up mode. We all have it, survival. How am I gonna feed myself, my kids, my family, and all the rest. Yeah. But what's beyond that is not settling for what's possible. Because mm -hmm. that's where we all get stuck, especially women. It's like there's a, there's a method to the madness and I'm gonna stay in the box. But outside that box is actually what I really, really, really want. Yes. Not what's possible, what mm. I really, really, really want. And the difference between those living their dream, and I don't mean having their dream, I mean living it, meaning they're pursuing it, mm -hmm. is that they've gone outside that box, mm -hmm. I think, of yeah. what's possible and willing to risk. I don't know but if it's going to work out, but I'm willing to do it anyway. Yeah, I love that. You know, as you were sharing that, a couple of stories came to mind. I won't get into those, but conversations that I've had and, you know, so often as women, we do have a dream, but we never, and we're going to talk about risk is reward because that's an area that you, you're passionate about speaking into. But it's not often till perhaps someone else, someone close to us 
is in jeopardy or, or is being threatened that all of a sudden something inside us goes, no, this is not right, like for children. So, so often as women, we, you know, we will just accept the status quo. But as soon as our children or someone threatens someone close to us, then we just, and so we want more of that for ourselves, you know, giving ourselves permission that, hey, you know, not only what's possible, let me take the steps towards uh, fulfilling that and enjoy, as you say, the journey as well. So risk is reward. How would you define risk? I would say anything that makes you uncomfortable. And if you're not waking up every day doing something that scares you, yes. you're probably not going for your dreams mm. because dreams are scary. Mm. I love it's, that. It's, not, it's yeah. like success, isn't it? Uh, yeah. so for some people, you, you know, success is different. But risk, for some people, it's just going out, having a conversation with someone else. So risk is reward. What do you mean by that? I think that once you're in a place of, of, of risk-taking, the reward is that you're free, mm. that that's where the freedom is. It's actually taking the risk. It's not what the risk gives you, even though, of course, we all want results. But, you know, one thing that changed for me, and, it, and I'll apply it to my acting because this is, you know, it's, it's what I consider myself first of my many hyphens is my actor. Um, when my life changed as an actor, it was when I started going to auditions, which is basically a job interview, Mm -hmm. that you all have to tap like all the time to try to work in as an actor. So in going to an audition, I decided to change my approach. In other words, I decided that walking out of the room, my goal every time was to be able to look in the mirror and say, was I free? Mm. Was I completely free? Was I free to be me? Was I free to speak up? Was I, was I not, a, you know, free to not be a good girl, free to mess up, free to be great, free to, just everything mm -hmm. that changed it because what that was for me was risk taking. Yeah. If I was, if I was in that room taking risk and not worrying about what you thought of me mm -hmm. or being good or hitting a target, but my goal was actually to be free. Everything changed. Wow. And so I think it was just a mind shift of saying winning is risk. Risk yeah. is the reward. Yes. Yeah. Take us back to that time. I mean, if you can, you know, when someone is changing that mindset, you know, sometimes and it can be quite instant. And I mean, going to, to job interviews in the acting industry, I mean, any job interview, but it is tough, isn't it? And, you yeah. know, so often when we hear no, 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 we get to a stage that we, we go into self-protection mode, protection mode, don't we? Well, if I'm not going yeah. out there and putting myself out there, I'm not going to get rejected. So mm -hmm. the process that you went through, did you find that you had to continuously set that intention? And then the more you did that, the easier it got till all of a sudden one day you really were having fun and just, you know what, I felt free and, and, and all is good. What was that process for you? Yeah, I think that's exactly right. It was, it was a mindset every day. And I still do certain things from my mindset every day. You know, I don't wake up into, you know, super duper miss uh, freedom every moment. You know, I wake up into survival like everybody else. And then I make choices that take me away from survival mechanisms and into thriving mechanisms and into risk taking, as I mentioned, and, and a different mindset that today there's no way things should be. And, and, and telling myself today changes everything. This meeting I'm about to go to, it's going to change everything. Just walking in the room with, I don't know what's going to happen, but it's going to change everything. Mm. And really believing that and trusting that just my attitude of walking in with a freedom uh, brings confidence. It brings fun. It brings joy. But it is. It's a daily. 
-hmm. it's a daily thing. Um, but yes, I, I'm e it's easier to get there now for sure, especially mm -hmm. in auditions. Yeah. Yeah. And you know that what you said, and I think uh, it's worthwhile certainly stressing is that often when you do start to change that mindset, and you said that inner confidence, that becomes apparent to those around you. And for them, oh, it's yeah. often unexplainable. I don't know what it is. Have you done your hair? Have you done something different? Yeah. You yeah. often find those comments. I do. I do. And I remember when I started to shift and people would say, you, you look amazing. You know, and it's like, it wasn't about you look amazing. I knew what was happening. It was an internal thing. Yeah. Uh, so I was on, I shared with you before we got online, I did a, a live uh, Instagram the other day and someone reached out to me, a coach and said, you were glowing when you were talking about X, Y, Z. And it's funny because what I was talking about that she was referencing was freedom. Yeah. It was it was the joy of wow, and I think it's an inside job. I'm sure we all have heard it, but I think it's really true that yeah. it, it's yeah. got to be an internal shift. Yes, you know one of the things that I often hear a lot with conversations of women, they look at other women, and it's like you know what I want what she has. And you've shared with us it's a continual journey. I'm so glad you shared that because so often. You know, we look at other women and men too, but this is women's yes. leadership, so I'm just going to go women. <laughs> yes. Women, you know, that confidence, you know, I want it. It looks so easy for her. And I yeah. think we need to, I love that you said you're being transparent and honest because yeah. that ease has taken years, sometimes decades of yes. work internally, externally, and it's an ongoing thing. And do you find that so many of us give up maybe just at that cusp where you know, we were going to start that. Do you find that with a lot of women that you speak to? Yeah, and I've I've also done some coaching, and uh, certainly for uh, other actors, I sometimes coach. You know, coach if I'm not working myself. And and what I notice is that um, it, it it's something that it's easier to fall back right until to what's familiar. But it's generally most women are right at that place. And, and so many women, and I, I'm in LA at the moment, but I live on both coasts and in LA particularly, so many people come out here to be actors. Mm -hmm. So many people come out here to be writers. So many people coming for the dream and so many giving up. Mm. And I had a philosophy. I didn't come to acting until a little later in life. I, I was, uh, I got an MBA and went into fashion. I worked as a business executive for a long time. And I started studying acting when I was almost 30. So clearly I was late to the game. I still feel like I'm playing catch up. But what I decided was I learned after a while that if I just didn't get off the bus, Mm -hmm. eventually, you know, my stop would come like, mm -hmm. cause I saw people falling out. I saw people my age, like, uh, I'll just have a kid or, uh, I'll do this. I don't mean my age now, but you know, at that point, and I thought, Oh, if I just hang in there, mm -hmm. if I just keep going, it's going to happen. And sure enough, you know, a couple years ago, uh, you know, I really broke through in a big, in my biggest way, in my biggest role uh, as Sharon on Outsiders. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and, and what an amazing dream come true. And I, you know, that see, that actually has ended. It's, you can get it on Hulu, but, um, and maybe Netflix. But the point is, is that's done for me that, that season, those seasons are now done. The show mm -hmm. is over. Um, now what's next for me? You know, I have to go about it the same way. Yes. I have to approach, okay, well, do I trust that it's in me to be on the next series? Mm -hmm. Do I believe that, that it's going to show up? Mm -hmm. um, 
and I have to work just like you're saying, like everybody else I'm encouraging every single day to stay in the faith and the belief and that it's all here. Yeah, it's, it's so true. It's so true. For all of us. You know, I think that belief, that internal belief is so important, that internal compass, because if we don't believe it ourselves, it's going to be very difficult for us to show up and create that believability and that passion and that drive. And that's mm-hmm. often what people look for. And I think so many of us disregard the experiences that we have gone through. And if we look at them as lessons, you know, mm-hmm. in development of character, and I think, you know, one of the things that you said was that, you know, you came late in the game. And I know so many women who are in leadership, we so often cling to the past, if only, if only, if only. Well, how about we look at those experiences and how can that make me a richer uh, and, and bring those experiences out? Because I think with that, you know, comes that level of maturity that only time and experience can be the teacher. Does, does that make sense? Yeah. And, you know, um, you know, my book is called Hiding Out. And the, the idea of hiding was a big part of my life yeah. uh, because I had so much shame from all the things that had happened to me from, you know, I experienced child abuse. I, I had inside the family, outside the family. Uh, you know, I had a lot of stuff that yeah. was going on. And I can speak about those things, which I, we won't today, but I can speak about those things uh, publicly, um, you know, I was on Megan Kelly in March talking about my book and, and my past and my childhood. And, and the reason for that is because I, I draw strength out of it, but I also want to pay it forward. And I think so many women, you're right, discount the value of the challenges. Some of that is staying in the shame mm-hmm. and the blame and the upset and to turn that around and actually make it your asset, yes. um, is the thing to do and whether that's at work or at home and family with friendships, uh, in your, in your volunteer life, um, you know, there's all, there's places to take all those things and pay it forward. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's the key. Yeah. So, so true. And, and let's talk about that. Hiding in silence, you say is the antithesis of freedom. It absolutely is. So many people are shamed. You know, you know, for me, there's, there's a couple of things, and I can see this in you as well. You know, so many of us have gone through experiences and often we think that we're the only ones and we bring yeah. that shame and we continue to carry that around with us. And, of course, what you've done now is you've, you've healed through that and now yeah. you're going forward and saying to other women and being that voice, how many women have gone through that experience and that healing to now be the strength for other people and the hope and the inspiration. So share a little bit, what were the steps that you took that enabled you to get to that point where you could start to talk about it so that now you can go forward and be that voice for for women who are are not yet able to speak up. So what was that process for you? Well, you know, there was, there are many things, but some of them uh, I would say was sort of seeking out a community of support Mm -hmm. Uh, in my case, you know, specific kind of support, over the years. Um, but I think support is key. I think us, you know, we as women think I can do it alone. I do it alone. I'm running the house. I'm taking care of the kids or I'm running a business or all of the above. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I do it alone because, you know, we are multitaskers and we're strong. We're strong enough to have a child. That means we're strong enough to do anything. Mm -hmm. We forget that. But I think looking and around us and including others, and, and grabbing support is the number one, you know, step one in that process. Because the moment we don't feel alone, you know, where two or more are gathered, uh, not to sound preachy, there is more strength. And I think that's true 
uh, for everything. Um, and so I think that was my first step. And then just a process of, you know, I have a creative life, so I've chosen, you know, to do solo shows and I've chosen to write about it. And for those who aren't in the entertainment business, you know, grabbing a journal and putting things on the page that maybe feel shameful or too shameful today to say it, but, you know, telling your husband, telling your girlfriend, telling a friend, some of the things that's, those are the early steps. And I think we gain great, great strength. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it was just about peeling an onion to a place of, you know, I did it in, in a small way, a bigger way, a bigger way. And then, you know, next thing you know, you're on national television going, what, what did I just do? <laughs> Everybody knows everything now. Thank you for but sharing that. Yeah, thank you. Because I think so often if people are still stuck, you know, in that shame and it's difficult to be able to know what do I do? But I think it's so true is to find those key people around you who are supportive, who will be there with a, you know, a non-judgmental shoulder. Uh, And I think that's important because so often, as you say, yes, there is this inner strength. And I recall a conversation I had with a woman just a couple of months ago. And she said, you know, even though I put on a facade of strength, what will often happen is people will assume that I don't need help. She said, but I crave this help. So, and, you know, I think there's two things in that. Number one, we need to let people know and ask. And so often as women, we can be hesitant to ask. What would you say if someone was listening today or watching and thinking, oh, how do I go about doing that? What are are some insights you can share around that to ask and find those people who you can create a community of that support around you? Well, I think, you know, a tribe, as I like to call it, can come from inside your family. It can come outside the family. It can come as a combination of both. But we know when someone's our people, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, again, back to the word risk, sometimes it is risky to be authentic and say, this is who I am, or this was my experience, or this was my story. I think the faster we own our stories, mm-hmm. uh, the faster it doesn't own us. Yes. You know, and I think if we've had challenging situations, whether that's a challenging childhood or a difficult experience at work where maybe we've we've lost a business, we've lost a job, we've something we feel that may feel like a failure. I think, you know, owning that story honestly, um, without judging ourselves and the situation and the other players, but just taking full ownership where no one's to blame, you know, that those kinds of things I think are really key to move forward. Um, but for me, I think, you know, it's, it's not making stories out of things. And interpretation is a very dangerous thing. Mm. <laughs> and no I way. think stay out of it. And as women, we like to interpret. We go, that's mm. what she meant and he meant. And, that's, and then that happened. And then, and it's like, whoa, slow down. Yeah. yeah. No idea. Yeah. Oh, that, that is so true. You know, we can be each other's best support and we can be each other's worst. Yeah. Uh, you know, I can't even think of it because, I, I mean, to me, when I see yeah. you know conversations, especially going online, it's like, are you serious? And, yeah. you know, you hear of stories where women have gotten up to share their story and journey. Yeah. And then you have a yeah. group of people around kind of nitpicking at it. And I think now is the time where, as yeah. women, we need to get out of our own BS and support, be yes. able to support others, lift each other up, celebrate when someone yeah. is able to go forward. Because if she can do it, um, yeah. you know, we can follow the, the same steps. 
So what would you Absolutely. say to, to women? And it sounds like you're that kind of person because you said, you know, you also have mentored and, and coached other up-and-coming yeah. actors. What would you yes. say um, to, to women that have been a little bit hesitant to do that because they're fearful of being judged and criticised? Well, I think there, first of all, there's plenty for all of us. You know, when you really stop and get centered, whether you have a spiritual life or not, if you just look around and go outside and just even stop and look up at the sky, you know, abundance is very clear. You know, it's all around us. And if you can apply that to your own life and realize that you're not separate from it, you know, as abundance, as abundant as the stars are, is as abundant as your good ideas, mm -hmm. is as abundant as your heart, as your ability. You're not going to lose anything by telling your neighbor or the person in front of you or your best friend what an awesome job they're doing or helping out or sending an email and saying, you've got to meet this gal. She's awesome, you know, to someone who may feel like, well, that's, that's cutting into mine. You know, the pie, it's not limited. No, there and is make no your pie. own pie. If that pie yeah. is taken, bake yeah. your own pie and invite others yeah. to come and eat with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, the pie has no, no rim, no edges. And I think if we approach it as women to say, okay, there's a pie, but it has no end. It's, it's infinite. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's like writers who say to me, uh, you know, I, I don't want to, I don't, I'm not ready to, to, to send the script out yet, or I'm not ready to, I don't want someone to steal my idea. I mean, that's really at the heart of what they're saying. And I say to them, your idea, I'm sorry, it, it's, it's not unique. I know you think it is, but it's out there. Everyone, your idea, when you thought it went out, in my opinion, out into the ethers, and now it's for anyone to grab. If they're quiet and still, they may grab that because it exists. You've, ex you've made it exist whether you've sent your script out. And I think we get so worried, like, ours, ours. And believe me, as the youngest of 13, I get it. Mm -hmm. I, I have to fight through this too, you know. I, I, I like to think of myself as generous and someone who wants to pay it forward, but it's not like I don't have my days of feeling like the youngest of 13, like, wait, 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 that's mine. No, 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 no. You know, uh, we're human. Yes. And it's, yes. But, but we don't have to, we don't have to live from that. We can own it, see it and take contrary action. Yeah. You know, one of the um, things that I learned from my mentors and it's really stuck, to, you know, stuck to me and, and something that I really try and live my life by is that, you know, we will seek the evidence that proves our beliefs to be true. So oh, if I got we're scarcely minded and there's a lack of opportunities, well, guess what? There will That's be right. a lack of opportunities and there will be scarcity. But if we live in abundance, and, and there is absolute abundance, there's yeah. so much opportunity. There's so much. What's you know, when you, when you, sorry, go ahead. No, go, go, go. Oh, it just reminded me as you were saying that um, there's a little exercise I occasionally will give someone I'm coaching, which is something like, especially with actors. So I ask them, I say, so if you were, you know, the Oscar winning, you know, let's just use Nicole Kidman because you're in Australia. <laughs> and we share an acting coach, by the way, Susan Batson. So mm -hmm. I, feel, I feel honored uh, and, and sort of entitled to, to use Nicole as an example. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, so if you, your dream, right, you meaning this, this, this actor I'm speaking to, you know, she wants to be, that's her dream, you know, the Oscars and the red carpet and the, all the stuff that goes with it. And obviously the acting jobs and the, all of the rest. I say, 
you know, and probably the clothes that she gets to. Um, okay, so what would that be like? Like, who would you be if we just waved a magic wand and said, you have all that? You've got every job she has. You have all the clothes. You've got the husband. You've got the da 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 da. So they start to perk up, right? There's an inner energy that comes about imagining it. Mm -hmm. And so they, that's who you have to walk around in every day. Mm -hmm. You don't wait. And that's true. And I say that to women who are at the office. Walk into your office like you are the CEO. That doesn't mean arrogance. That means all those feelings you think you'd have if you were the CEO is what you have to own mm -hmm. and the rest will follow. It doesn't work the other way. You don't become the CEO or Nicole Kidman and all of a sudden have a presence. Mm -hmm. you, you own your presence because everyone has it. You have to take ownership of your presence. Yeah. Then all those other things, those results will come. Yeah. You know, something that I've learned in my own entrepreneurial journey, when I look back, I mean, I have set goals and we're coming towards the end of the year and then you get to the, you know, we start the year and you think with all intention, this is going to be my year. And then we get to the end of that year and it's gone an ongoing cycle for a while. But when I look back, I realize that I'm actually glad that it has taken a little bit more time as this goes back to the maturity aspect. There's so much more that I know. There's a deeper understanding. There's almost this inner strength that has only been built through, through that time. So I, I wanted to then segue into the last area, transparency and living out loud. You say allows one to play full out and with velocity. As we are being more transparent, how do we, how can I say this? There's being transparent and sharing because it's going to be insightful and helpful for others. And then there's other stuff that we should maybe only share in our journal because we have not yet gone through that healing process. And sometimes mm -hmm. for some people, it's difficult to know what should I be sharing and, and be transparent and what should I maybe not necessarily be sharing um, too much. Does that make sense? And if you've got some insights around that. Yeah, well, I think it goes back to something we were touching on before, which is the idea that you have to own your story yeah. um, so that it doesn't own you. And so if you haven't taken full ownership of whatever that is, a, a past work situation, a personal experience, you're not over the heartbreak, obviously you're not going to take that into the office per se. Mm -hmm. But what we do have to take responsibility for is taking ownership of that pain or that guilt or that shame. And if it isn't, if it starts in a journal and works its way out to a best friend or a support group, then, then that let that be. Because what will happen is you don't think you're taking the heartbreak uh, or, or the shame of a childhood situation that you've never dealt with into the, into the boardroom, but actually you are. Mm -hmm. You're bringing it in with who you're being because yeah. you're not free. You're not free because you're, you're, you're still in a reactive space around the stuff you haven't owned. Yeah. So whatever step you're at is perfectly fine. Just don't give up. Mm. I love the way that you've shared that. And I remember having a couple of conversations uh, with other colleagues and, and even some guests, I think. And if you're not able to talk about it in a constructive way where you're able to share those insights and things that you have learned Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden this emotion, and I, I remember interviewing someone, that's right, she was talking about, she was a speaker and she was help, helping others become speakers. And she said, you're not able to share that story without all of a sudden, you know, bursting out into sometimes that ugly cry. 
you just yes. must be going and sharing that story. It's not yet ready to be told. So do share That's that in your journal just for your own uh, sake because you certainly don't want to all of a sudden go, oh, no, can't talk about that. <laughs> Yes. No, it's that's so well said. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I have loved our conversation. I know it's going to oh, be me so too. helpful for so many other women. Uh, I think, you know, we really do need to around the world uh, have a mindset of supporting so, you know, everybody because there's so much opportunity. Everyone's got unique gifts and talents and we can learn so much from one another. But let's create a supportive environment, not pulling people down, not being... Yeah. We've got a term in Australia, and I think you might have heard of it before. It's called the tall poppy syndrome. And I am, I am just, you know, setting the intention that we're going to break through that. And that's when people rise up. What we do yes. is we want to chop those tall poppies down. But I say, you know what, let's all be tall poppies because we have the ability. We've all been given unique gifts and... Yes. And, and let's all rise together and, and lift each other up so that together we can make a much bigger impact in the world. So, Tina, how can people Amen. find out more about you, um, get a copy of your book? What's the best way yeah. to Well, I'd love um, you to, all to follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, any of the above. My, um, my address is Tina Alexis Allen on all of those social media, all three names, A-L-L-E-N. And um, I would love you to read my book. My memoir is called Hiding Out, a Memoir of Drugs, Deception and Double Lives. And you won't believe it's true, but it is. Uh, and uh, that can be uh, got at Amazon or if you're in the States, all the Barnes and Nobles have it. But across the world, uh, Amazon has it, certainly Amazon AU. Uh, and UK and Germany and Italy and the United States. So, mm. yeah, and I recorded the audio book, which I have to tell you was one of the most satisfying experiences because I think in the end, verbalizing your story mm. is really the ultimate in taking ownership. And uh, I do all the accents. So if people like audiobooks, grab it. It's, uh, it'll oh, go fast. It'll make your flight over the holidays go very fast and make you think your family's totally normal. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all have stories, don't we? And uh, look, thank you so much for sharing your story because, you know, as we said, often the story that we have lived is going to be the hope and possibility and inspiration that, hey, you know, Tina has gone through that and she's now yes. on the other side um, yes. with those steps and, and with that courage and, you know, taking that risk and stepping out that it is possible. And it is, it is possible. Yeah. We just need to set that intention, believe that, and then take the necessary steps. So thank you. Yeah, so and it's a good time of year to forgive ourselves and others. It so sure is. Because I tell you what, unless you're able to do that forgiveness, you will energetically hold on to whatever, yes. you know, situation that's caused and you will bring that into every meeting, into every conversation and relationship. So we yeah, that's absolutely. I think that's what I love most um, that people bring back to me who've read my book is they say, uh, I really wondered how you could forgive all that. And that's the inspiration is that we can move forward and thrive and yeah. not just survive our past. So yeah. I love you. And thank you so oh, much. This was an amazing so conversation. <laughs> it's so welcome. And thank you so much once again. Yeah. Thanks for what you do. Okay. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Women in Leadership Podcast, brought to you by podcastingwithpurpose.com. Stand out. Be heard influence. Want to influence real change with your own podcast? 
Access our free podcast training, including our no-cost and low-cost tools and podcast production workflow checklist to get you started at www.podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. That's podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.